You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for the 50-plus generation, helping America's baby boomer live a life that matters. Your host is Dr. Dan Critchett, and the show is all about guests and topics that relate to the real-life challenges and opportunities of people in the second half of life. Today's show is brought to you by Second Half Network, providing resources and connections that are designed to educate, equip, and inspire. If you want to live a life that matters, Dr. Dan and his guests are in the studio and ready to begin today's discussion. Let's listen in. And welcome to you as you listen in. I'm happy to welcome you to Second Half Now. And as Roger, the uh, engineer, mentioned, uh, this is a radio show for the 50-plus generation. And our focus and our goal, our prayer, is that we can be a part of helping America's baby boomer live a life that matters. And as we have kind of adopted that kind of new terminology, I've addressed that to a number of people and say, do you want to live a life that matters? And I've yet to find anybody who says, no, I just want to be kind of useless. I just (laughs) kind of do my own thing and not care about. But because we all innately, I think, inside of us, we, we want to live a life that matters, even if it matters to one other person. And it could matter to a whole lot of people, but we want to live a life that matters. And so on this show, we do discuss the things that um, that matter to us, the things that are important to us in this 50-plus generation. And I want to welcome you. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and I want to ask you a few questions. Do you know anyone who lives with a disability? Anyone in your circle of family and friends that you can think of right now that is struggling or living with or uh, you know, just having that as their day-to-day uh, reality. What do you think when you see someone in public in a wheelchair or with obvious limitations? What do you think to yourself? Do you have thoughts of uh, pity or compassion or what do you think? And do you ever think that what life must be like for them and for their family? When you get into the reality and you look at it, say they have to deal with this every single day, every single day. And sometimes I have this thought, and this is kind of an old-fashioned one, but you might relate to this, where we look at someone, we say, there but for the grace of God go I. So that's a good context, I think, for us to be talking about this matter of disability. We're going to do that with our guests, and I'll introduce them in a moment. We're going to dig into the issue of disability, and with the help of today's guests uh, who have been there and are still there, they'll help us understand what it's like And uh, I want to ask you, what do you think the odds are that you will experience a disability in your family? That's kind of of a sobering wake-up call. So we're going to get into that too. The title of today's show is Surviving and Thriving with a Disability. Our guests today are going to help us get a handle on that, and we'll introduce them in just a moment. I want to remind everybody that uh, as we are here uh, helping America's baby boomer live a life that matters, we have five core priorities that we deal with, and we rotate them around show to show, but uh, we have these five. Number one is home and family. Number two, health and wellness. 
Number three, budget and finances. Number four, heart and soul. And number five, work and purpose. We want people, boomers particularly, to be healthy and happy in those five core categories of life, five core topics, uh, five core priorities. And when we are happy and healthy in those things, then we can be on our way to living a life that matters. Now, we can live a life that matters even if we are struggling in one or more of those things. That's why we're here, to provide help and hope, to provide resources and the kinds of things that uh, can really help an individual get uh, get on track to living a life that matters. It's so, so critically important. Again, today's topic, surviving and thriving with a disability. Special guests in uh, studio today, I want to welcome back. They were here. We we're just trying to talk about how long it's been. A year and a half, maybe something like that. Uh, Gordon and Jill Vigiano, and uh, I want to welcome you. Thank you very much for coming in. Welcome to Second Half Now. Thanks for Thank having you. us. It's good to see you again and get caught up. I know a lot of uh, water under the bridge. A lot of things have been going on, and uh, we're going to talk about some of those and and focusing on this whole journey that you've been on and what it means and how others can benefit from your your experience and your wisdom. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of wisdom. So take us back and um, you know, help us understand a little bit about your journey. I know that uh, this there, there's a nine-year uh, anniversary coming up, and so uh, tell us about your journey. Okay, I will go because Gordon struggles with language. Um, so you know, we were a young, healthy, active family. We ate well, we exercised, our weight was in check, no blood pressure problems, no cholesterol problems, really sort of the picture of perfect health. Yeah. And, uh, and yet for some, to this day, unexplained reason, Gordon suffered a massive stroke as a result of a spontaneous bilateral carotid artery dissection. Uh, mean, spontaneous meaning for no apparent reason, bilateral meaning both of his carotid arteries. Both. Wow. And uh, they just cracked like a plastic straw cracks. Uh, it's usually something that's more associated with things like whiplash or neck injury. Sure, okay. Uh-huh. But in Gordon's case, there was none yeah. of that. Uh, the only thing we know is he had been at the gym the night before, but so had millions of other people, right. uh, none of whom had a spontaneous bilateral carotid artery dissection. Yeah. Um, the, the, his left carotid artery, for the most part, it, it was cracked. It basically collected a bunch of clots and then pretty much just exploded and sent all those clots into his brain. Wow. And life changed at that moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, life has never been the same and never will be the same. Yeah. You know, it took me a long time to be able to say those words, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, we have come and now that we're coming up on nine years, it, it is apparent that life will never be the same, but mm. but it's much easier to say that nine years in. Yeah, and I know that uh, Gordon and the, well, the both of you have uh, done some traveling and speaking for the benefit of others and help uh, kind of an awareness and uh, how to prepare and how to kind of deal with life in this situation. The presentation that I heard, and I'll ask you if you still have the same title, and that is My Brain Has a Hole in It. Is yes. that still, Gordon, the one that you're still uh, giving? Yes, it's uh, one, one of the titles. The other one is um, Putting Failure in Its Place. Putting Failure in Its Place. Okay, excellent. And you send out a blog. Uh, I get them uh, one or two a week or something. And I, I try doing it every day, but I now do it two to three times a week. Yeah, yeah, good. And those are very insightful. I appreciate that. 
So we've raised the issue. Well, let me let's fast forward. And I know a lot has happened in those nine years. Tell us about where you are today. I mean, no, I know every day has been a struggle. Every day, every day has been a challenge. Uh, but w- give us an update about now today. How are things? Because Gordon, you still had that event happen, and you are still experiencing the the consequences of that. So tell us about life today. Jill. <laughs> so so when Gordon had the stroke, he lost the the use of the right side of his body. He lost his ability to speak, his ability to remember, and his ability to think think clearly to process his thoughts in an orderly fashion Um, we've come a long way Um, so he's his right I mean he walks again Um, his right hand is his right arm is still not particularly functional it moves now yeah but I mean and that took years but we did eventually get his right arm to move Um, language is improving not perfect it's that cognitive inflexibility that is incredibly difficult to break through Mm. Um, but I would say his memory is what's back the best so um, you know so I you know we've we have found our new normal we have found a new normal um, and it's you know I I know where he needs help the, the fine line as the caregiver, which every caregiver I'm sure will agree with, is that you're always walking this fine line. You don't want to do too much, but you don't want to do too little. Mm. Um, and, and that is a moving target. Some days I need to do more, and other days, a moments maybe, I need to do less. And how, how he and I communicate effectively helps us keep that line clear for that moment. How much should I do? How much should I not do? That is really key because I know those who are listening to us who are caregivers, that is a really key principle, it seems to me, because without that communication, you're just guessing. And it has, it's a two-way communication, right? Because, Gordon, you need to be able to communicate to Jill when enough is enough or when, when what she's doing isn't enough. So the care receiver also needs to be on board with that and being willing. And so if there's um, compatibility and a good flow of communication, trust, I think, would be a key issue, right? And so that communi- that because I know a lot of caregivers. In fact, I'm involved in, in uh, caregiver ministry. And I can just imagine that that is a real, real critical key. Because what you're doing, you guys, both of you, you're not just telling your story, right? You're telling the story of a lot of people who are in that kind of situation. Yes. It's tough. Yeah. And, and I, I, we, you know, we hear stories from a lot of people. We go out mm. and we speak to a lot of groups and, and we get a lot of feedback. And, and we hear the stories from both the, the, the survivor and the caregiver. You know, maybe the caregiver is so afraid that something bad is going to happen again that they don't let the right. survivor try. And then there's other ones where the survivor doesn't want to try and the caregiver is begging them to try. Mm. I mean, there's, it's a really fine line. And we've been very fortunate to have a good, a good relationship so yeah. that we can communicate. And Gordon's such a, a trier. He's always trying. Of course, that requires a leap of faith. You have to say, <laughs> all right, God, I will, I will let him do this. I don't know if he can, but yeah. sometimes I just have to yeah. trust that It'll yeah. be okay. And <laughs> she walks away. And, and, and I can't away. watch. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, Gordon, you feel uh, like it, and sometimes you can just say, I don't need that kind of help right now. Yeah, I mean, like like, like today, 
if I was talking to you and you asked me how I was, I would say fine. And we right. go back and forth. I would be great. But the minute you asked me the sequence of questions that you had, sure, I didn't know what would come first, so I had to go to Joe. Okay, good. That's very helpful. I think a lot of people um, are going to be able to connect and relate with what we're saying because I think everybody knows somebody who is in this kind of a situation. Let's get back to the word disability, okay? Uh, and let's talk about the nature of disability and the the proportion of disability even in our own country. Jill, well, both of you, you had some statistics, and I, I want to maybe I'll start with one that I found just recently, and maybe you can reaffirm that uh, the 2000 uh, U.S. Census, which was the, no wait, that's not the last one. The last one was 2010. Mm -hmm. So, but at that point, 20% of Americans had a diagnosed physical or uh, mental disability. And uh, when you do the math, uh, based on our national population, that's over 60 million people. And uh, that's one out of five individuals. And if you talk about families, that percentage has to be a lot higher. You know, the number of families that have a, a person living with a disability within them. So take us from there, because you had another stat about uh, if you're 25. Yeah, yeah, there's there's very interesting statistics about, about disability. And one I thought that was very telling is a survey was done and asked people, what do you think your chances are of becoming disabled? Right. And the answer from the vast majority, 2%. They think they have a 2% chance of becoming disabled. And the reality is, if you are 20 years old, your chances of having a disability claim in your working career is 25%. You know, when we wow. when we speak to audiences, you know, we say, look around. Twenty five percent of this group is going to have a disability claim if you haven't already. Wow. That's a big number. And people say, Oh, well, I can work with a broken leg. Well, what if it isn't a broken leg? And you know, long term disability claims, the average length of a long term disability claim is two and a half years. Wow. And there's a lot of dependence, a lot of other dynamics that are going on in that kind of a situation. I remember hearing from insurance people uh, talking about life insurance, and the reason that term life insurance is so low is because um, uh, you have less of less likelihood in a certain age span of, of dying, but then when you look at disability insurance, you have a much higher likelihood of becoming disabled, and I remember those haunt me, those mm -hmm. figures. Maybe we can get to those in a minute because I know you want to talk about that whole thing of disability insurance. So can we, let's talk about a definition. So when we use the word disability, what do we mean? What is a good definition? That's a really good question um, because disability, the word disability will be defined differently depending on who's asking the question. Yeah. If you're asking, say, the Social Security Administration, they'll have a specific definition. If you have, let's say, insurance, private insurance, they might have a different definition. So it's really important to understand what you're even talking about. But ultimately, on a, on a from on a global sense, it is the inability to work. To work, okay. So at a job. Right. At, okay. So, okay. So can you flesh that out a little bit more? You, it might be a physical disability. Okay. It might be a mental disability. 
Um, I think, I don't know if they do emotional disabilities. I don't think so. Mm. I think it's one of those choices. Um, and it might be you to be unable to work. You, it may be that you have to have two things that don't work. You might say, uh, an arm and a leg or an arm and an eye or whatever. It, it might be two things. And so, and, and I think it's also important to notice that, to, to note is that a lot of disability claims are denied. It, and that is one of the things that's really important to know. Just okay. because you say, you know what, my, I, I have a back problem. I should get disability. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. 65% of disability claims to Social Security, 65% are denied the first time around. Really? Okay. So I'm just thinking there's, there's kind of a gray area in there. I mean, what do we mean by it doesn't work? And if it doesn't work for this job... Can I work at another job that doesn't require that same functionality? Exactly. I mean, how does that work? That's a, that, again, that comes back to who are you asking? If you okay. are asking Social Security, they'll say, find a different job. Right. If you have private insurance, you might, might have a policy that says, if you can return to your job. And some don't have that clause. So really, it's, right. there is not one answer. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope I haven't scared you all too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, that just it, it illustrates to me the complexity of the whole of the whole situation. I'm sure that there are those who are, you know, taking advantage or trying to of whatever the system is in place. Mm-hmm. But there's also the very real disability in families that really kind of upend everything and change everything in the family. So let's talk about. Um, you know, having gotten to this, that kind of a uh, understanding about what a disability is and how likely it is. So uh, to go back to that, tw- uh, if you're 20, is that the age? Yep. If you're 20, then you have a 25% chance of having a disability that would keep you from working. Is that yes, the right tw- way to say that? A disability claim One is out the of four, a disability yes. claim. Okay, so one out before, of four. Before the age of retirement. Okay, so if we're talking about a person that's 20 or 40 or 60, mm-hmm. uh, disability is still a very uh, real possibility. What are some of the things that we can do even now to um, prevent it and to prepare for it? And I want to hear some really, really good, clear answers right after the break. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Property values are on the rise, higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, 780-3030. 
We are back with Gordon and Jill Vigiano in the studio right here, and I want to give a big thank you to our partners, uh, particularly the ones you just heard from, Golden Placement Services with uh, Diane Delaney and Cherie Henry, and also 24-7 Properties uh, with Jeff Edmondson. They do outstanding service uh, to, to their clients and to their customers, and I just want to commend them and encourage that you get in contact with them if that's in the area that, uh, that you have a need. Also want to mention Hearthstone Senior Living, Transformational Finance, uh, Dan the Mortgage Man with uh, First Priority Financial, uh, Portland City Acupuncture, Next Phase Coaching, Dr. Dan Miller with Beaverton Chiropractic, and Dignity Memorial. So as we get right back to where we left off, what are some of the things, Jill and Gordon, that can be done to prepare for or to, or to prevent a, a disability from happening? I would say there are a couple of things that are just really important. And the first, I mean, and none of them are like earth shaking. These are obvious. Take good care of your body. Take good care. Exercise. Try to eat right. You know, get, get some exercise. Keep your weight in check. Get your annual checkup. See what your blood pressure is. If you can take care of your body, you're going to be many steps ahead. And like in Gordon's case, he was a very healthy guy. And I attribute a lot of his ability to recover on the fact that he was healthy to start with. He had good habits. He didn't have underlying illnesses to hinder his improvement. So really, just doing your best for your own health, it's not only good for you, you set this good example within your family of how to take care of yourself. Um, That was one important, and we always talk about nurturing your relationships. Mm, Right. You know, sometimes things happen, like with Gordon, things happen. It's no one's fault. It happens. But we had a strong marriage. And that, you know, your relationships, who's going to stand by you? One of the very sad things that, that we heard when he was in the rehab hospital was that they watched relationships fall apart all yeah, the time. Right. And that was just heartbreaking to, to, to hear. And you think, how could, how could someone leave you when you're at such a vulnerable right. place? And, you know, where was that relationship when things were good? It sounds to me like what you can do proactively is sort of improve your odds, uh, either of preventing uh, disability from happening if it's some of the, with, a, with a, some sort of a precipitating event, or of having a higher likelihood of being functional uh, and recovering uh, if it does happen. I, I don't know if that's confusing terminology, but it sounds to me like you know, so a person might say, yeah, I got to drop about 10 pounds so I fit into my jeans. Well, you might want to drop 10 pounds so that you're not going to be a burden on your family. You know? <laughs> and it, you never know what's going to prevent anything. But I, I really taking to heart what you're saying, Jill, about about being attentive to your mental and physical and emotional health and your relational health. Because what happens if that, that stress on your relationship it's either going to be, I mean, would you find this true? That it's either going to bring you together or it's going to pull you apart. Would that? Yes, I would absolutely agree with yeah. that. I, you know, that's, a, that's a huge test to your relationship. It's a big test to your, uh, our, our sort of our creeds, the things that we say that we believe. You know, right. we, we believe in right. getting ourselves up and dusting ourselves off. Well, do we really? Uh, right. You know, we, and, and I, it's quite tragic you know the number of people we see who you know their entire foundation of their life may have been their physicality or their intelligence or their travel or their status uh maybe with their jobs when that 
if, when and if that is taken away from them, what do you have left? What is your foundation yes. in your life? Right. Wow. Focus on the priorities and do what's important. Yes. And uh, if you get to the end of your life and you didn't have a disability, you don't know if you actually present, prevented it by those good things or not. But thanks to God that you didn't have it, and uh, but you still benefited by all of those things that you were doing. I really appreciate that. On the other side, on part two, I want us to talk about the importance and the value of protecting your family with disability insurance. You're not here to uh, promote a company or to sell any policies or anything, but you are a living example of how disability insurance really was a life changer for you. Is, is that stay, saying it uh, too strongly? Or nope, that is absolutely true. Okay. I don't know where we would have ended up without it. Okay, right. And I think, I think you were saying on the phone the other day that um, that's kind of a, uh, an industry or a group of people that you really have a message for, for insurance people and for people in financial services. Yes. To be very real and be very open about talking about. It's not a, it's not a threat you know, it's not uh, unrealistic. Say, oh, this is, you know, this could happen to you, as a as a means of getting the sale for the policy. But it is very real, and they can point to you as uh, as an example. And we how, are a prime example. Yeah. Yes. I want to dig into some a little bit more of that detail when we uh, bridge over to part three, and I, or part two. I'm already ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Saw the engineer uh, flash a three <laughs> sign, but that just means three minutes until we close. So, you know, the brain does funny things. So um, uh, we are in the studio with Gordon and Jill Vigiano, and we're talking about the theme. The title for today's show is Surviving and Thriving with a Disability. And it might seem to some people to be kind of odd to put both of those words together in the context of disability. But as I see you guys, and I've known you for a couple of years I see some thriving going on. Maybe it's not the kind of thriving that a perfectly healthy, wonderful situation would bring, but you you are uh, uh, amazing to me to see how you have managed and handled. In fact, I do want to mention your book, too. And maybe we can, uh, if, if anybody is interested in your book, they can go to our website and uh, and uh, ask about it. Do you have a website that we can refer to where they could find your book? We do. Mybrainllc.com. Okay. And the book is Painful Blessing. And I remember the first time talking to you guys where you had a hard time putting the word blessing in there. <laughs> it took time to be able to add yeah. blessing to the end of this, uh, to the yeah. end of that story. Yes. Oh man. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming in. We are not done. We're going to uh, bridge over to the podcast portion of our show with uh, with part two and uh, thank you to our partners who help make all of these uh, shows possible and to gordon and jill vigiano in studio with me today we really are focused on helping america's baby boomer live a life that matters and i think gordon and jill you are both doing that you're living a life that matters to each other and to your two kids but also to a universe of people who hear your story and can take it to heart and make a change. I suppose it's rewarding for you to know that someone has made a change because of your story and because of what you're saying to them. I want to hear some more about that as well when we uh, get back under part two. Now, you, folks, you can't hear part two on the radio, uh, only part one. So for hearing the rest of our discussion here in studio with Gordon and Jill Vigiano, you want to go to secondhalfnow.com. And uh, you can uh, find this program, uh, which is uh, Surviving and Thriving with a Disability. And you can also find us on iTunes and uh, Stitcher. So we're kind of 
getting all modern and fancy uh, here in the world here. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. Uh, This is Second Half Now, a radio show for the 50-plus generation, helping America's baby boomer live a life that matters. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. Let's continue our conversation with Gordon and Jill Vigiano on part two on our website, secondhalfnow.com or iTunes, Stitcher. We can be heard around the clock and around the world. See you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. Brought to you by Second Half Network. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.